Well, guys, we are back. I know you probably thought we quit. Uh, it's been a couple weeks uh, since we put on an episode. This is the Sling and Stones podcast brought to you by the Thrive Ministry. Um, I'm Andy, and that across the table from me is Luke. It is indeed. It is Luke. It is. I'm pretty sure. Because if not, I'm wearing his underwear, and I owe him an explanation. <laughs> uh, we do apologize for the break. It's been it's been hectic. It's been, it's my been fault. Um, it's my fault. I know, but we're not gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna, not gonna sling stones. No, we're not gonna sling stones. So, um, no, it's been it's been busy. Uh, Luke's been busy. Uh, I've been busy. Uh, took a vacation. Took a little trip to the beach. 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 Easy, killer. It was fun. Easy. It was fun. I'm in a whole different mindset now, so I'm Damn. good. I'm good to go. You got that Jimmy Buffett swag going on over there. They did have the Parrot Head Festival down there. Yeah. They did. We didn't see none, but we did walk out of the restaurant the first night, and they were playing Cheeseburger in Paradise. And I was like, I know that song really well. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm just not even going to talk about it, because that would be such an easy rabbit trail to get down. And I know pretty sure that Lulu's was packed. But we didn't. We don't go near Lulu's at all. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all stay on the fort. We stay on the fort. Fort, fort Morgan. Morgan. So, um, man, a lot of stuff to talk about. So, uh, really, really um, cool stuff coming up. Uh, we've been sitting here for a solid thirty minutes talking through something that I'm pretty excited about, um, and I hope you're excited about it, Luke. Are you excited about it? Do you see the excitement in my eyes? I do see the excitement in your eyes. Um, you sure it's not the the glimmer from that lamp over there? No, it's the glimmer from the lamp. All right. So first of all, <laughs> so first of all, so Monday, uh, November seventh. No, no, November, <laughs> October seventh. Uh, no, 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 wait, no. What? what month are we in? November. November. Oh, I was right. Oh man, this Tuesday's is the seventh. This is bad. Monday is Monday the sixth. Golly, at six thirty. Are you okay? Yeah, I am. I'm. I'm struggling. I mean, at, I'm gonna need you to come on home from the beach <laughs> at six thirty. The Vincent Revival Center in Vincent, Alabama. Uh, it's at sixty one twenty one Highway eighty five, Vincent, Alabama. They are having a men's ministry night, a man church, and uh, Lee McBride is going to be the speaker. If you've never heard Lee McBride, absolutely hilarious uh just funny one of the funniest guys clean it's great i'm uh, ready to go i'm ready to be there free food uh there's no registration you just come free food giveaways uh and the word but let's let's kind of talk about some of these big these big giveaways here say, did you read into this? so so there's a swarsky z3 4 by 12 by 50 scope I that's that. i mean i need that three three six hour buckmasters three by nine by 50 scopes i need that a muddy range, a muddy range finder, an Engle nineteen quart cooler, an Engle twenty quart soft guy, soft side cooler, Lou's Mach one rod and reel, and an Abu Garcia Veritas rod and reel. Hey, look! If you run, if you want a rod and reel, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to try to hustle you out of that. But if you're one of those scopes. I'm, I'm gonna be like, look, look, you know my birthday's coming up, right? So, uh, <laughs> so come out Monday night, August, uh, <laughs> November sixth. August, I almost now, like huh? did that on purpose. Yeah, uh, at six thirty at the Vincent Revival Center. But and then also next Sunday after that, uh, the twelfth of November. No, the eleventh of November. The eleventh of November. Mm, um, cultivate men. 
at Cultivate Church in Alabaster. And this one's going to be fun because uh, it's called Warrior. And it's a chili cook-off, too. So That's, that, that ride home is going to be so fantastic. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I know for a fact that a bunch of our guys from our church are loading up in the bus and going, uh, I'm driving separately because I do not want to be a part of that. Uh, That's terrible. That paint that paint peeling party on the way back home. Hey, can you can you uh, can you imagine the next people that get in and use that bus? Oh man. After it's been set up that's and stale. Be bad. Uh but then also in February, uh what's in February? What what's the dates on February? Yes. Uh in February are Moss uh survival conference. So this survival conference is number two. It, it, we had one last year and we got one this year. But the cool thing about this one is it's free as well. All you have to do is go to www.southshelbybaptistchurch or southshelbybaptist.com. Click the drop-down box, click on Moss, and you can register right there. And, man, it is going to be a blast. We are going to have a lot of fun. Uh, the Bear Man is going to be there. And then leading off the night before the Bear Man is going to be Grayson Littleton. So South Shelby Worship Band, and then you've got uh, Grayson Littleton, South Shelby Worship Band again, and then the Bear Man. Um, I think also didn't didn't we see right that DJ uh, Fuzzy is MC in the event? Fuzz Doggy Dog. Fuzz Doggy Dog is MC in the event. So or Foo Shizzle, if you've ever shizzle. seen how he dresses. So um, a lot of fun, a lot of things going on, a lot of things coming up, um, and we're pretty excited about it. Uh, but also, you know, our boys. Our boys, the Caleb. Oh, February twenty fourth is the Moss uh, Men's uh, Survival Conference. Um, man, our boy, our boys, the Caleb's. They are putting out some heavy duty stuff. They're locked down, rocking and rolling. It sounds good. Uh, man, have you heard the intro? Have you heard the intro they've got? I'm I'm, I'm super jealous of. It. I haven't cut no grass lately. So 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 now they got this music coming, and then you got you know. Oh, oh, sweet talking Caleb Crow comes on there and it's like, you're listening to the Caleb's podcast where we bring the word and he throws all this gauntlet down. I'm like, whoa, man, they sound more professional than we are. They were complaining about their board for what, four months? And then now they sound better than we do. And I don't want to hear nothing else from it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. If they make fun of me again, I told Caleb, I told him on the phone yesterday. I said, I'm going to find out when you're recording the time and I'm going to bust up in there mid record. <laughs> And just ruin it. So, <laughs> like Ernest T. Bass. It's me. It's me. It's Ernest T. So, oh, I just did that. Wow. That was me. Golly, this is you haven't been here in so long that Are I just that don't know excited? what I'm doing. <laughs> so, I need to so, douse you with water right quick. Well, you've got a bottle right there. You've almost drank it. Um, what else do we got? I'm trying to think. Uh, so a bunch of things coming up. So let's. I want to let's talk about this. Um, this program, we kind of had a feeling something was coming, uh, just kind of going to branch out with what we're doing at Thrive. Um, you know, we understand, we, we get the hesitance, hesitancy of men's ministries being started, created, and, and really being promoted in churches. Uh, church boards are afraid to dive money into men. Um, men are afraid to step up into that role. And we understand that we get that. And, you know, sometimes it's slow. I mean, but you know, by the, by the grace of God and the blessings that we see, you know, there are great ministries out there creating men's ministries, creating men's curriculums, and they are steadily going to churches and challenging men. And what I'm talking about is, uh, you know, man church with, uh, Rick Burgess and them, they're doing exactly what, 
they're supposed to be doing. And we are, we couldn't be prouder of what they're doing on behalf of this style of ministry towards men. Um, but so Luke and I have been talking, we've been just, uh, chit chatting on, uh, certain opportunities. So, uh, no, we're not breaking up. No thrive is staying together. We're not leaving any, no, hold on, Luke, don't, don't fall out. So we have decided we've got a program and I wish I had a dun, dun, dun thing. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything. No, don't try to do it, Luke. I can do it. I won't. Um, Tell me what to do. So what we are going to do is starting in January of 2024, um, which means the first, which means you've got November and December, the first person to email and express interest and accept it. uh, We are going to start a program called the Paul and Timothy effect. And what this program is, this program is going to be built to, um, we have, we are going to take, uh, we've got, we're going to take three guys Two we have two confirmed already. We've got one slot open. Um, this is not going to cost you nothing but your time and your dedication and commitment. And at the end of 2024, you're going to realize that it was the best thing you've done. No, don't do that. Um, so what it is, is starting in January of 2024, um, this acceptance, this commitment to this program, to this to this uh, thing that we have created through Thrive, is to come underneath what Luke and I are doing, and we're just going to grow together spiritually. We're going to challenge you. We're going to, um, you know, grow wherever you're at, and hopefully lead you further into your spiritual walk with God. We're going to help you realize or help you um, encounter your calling. And to promote your calling, to help you build your calling, whether if it's a ministry or you're called into something else, but we want to help you move towards that goal, towards where God has you going. Um, this is going to involve many things. This is going to involve a lot of probably phone calls, a lot of um, over-the-air stuff, maybe a few um, in-house meetings, but you know we understand that there is a distance between each of us and we're all busy which is why we need to rely on the impact of the technology we have, whether if it's by computer and a Zoom call or by a phone and a FaceTime um, or by a phone call. So with that being said, what we want to do is, you know, have Bible studies, have scriptural talks with you, have scriptural talks, have spiritual talks, have these accountability talks, have these vulnerable talks, have these transparent talks with each other to where we can break down the walls we can knock it down, build the firm foundation that Christ has set for us, and build from there. And then you, at the end of 2024, step into the role of becoming, rather than Timothy, you become the Paul, and you take on a couple guys. And from there, by that time, I guarantee you in three years, you could have almost, you could have close to a couple hundred men doing what they're supposed to be doing That's and right. stepping into the role of their church. Um, while this is not an easy um, task to 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 take on it's not an easy task for you to take on if you decide that, that you may be one that you, you want to dive into this program because it is going to be a level of commitment um, if you have questions or if you are interested and want to the first person that emails and and, and accepts um, you're it that's it and we're going to update it we're going to uh, keep you up to date we'll, we'll you know I don't know how we're going to do it on the website, but you know, if that person is called, we've got one right now that is called to a ministry. 
um, to creating a ministry. Uh, we will have his ministry tab on our page, and it'll be a great time for him to uh, to promote. We're going to market him. We're going to promote him. We're going to get him out there in the in the field that he feels he's called to. And we've already been talking to him. We've already been placing him in in pathways that way. But uh, it is really what we're doing is exactly what we want to do is equipping men to be what they're supposed to be. Um, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think you pretty much covered it all. So, so it's the Paul and Timothy effect. Um, pretty excited about the program. Uh, really excited about the program. Um, email me, Andy, at thethriveministry.com, or you can email Luke at luke at thethriveministry.com. Um, or you can reach out on the Facebook page, just say, hey, reach out to me, uh, messenger-wise, whatever it may be. And then, um, you know, if you just heard that, that was my big dog somehow falling down in the hallway. <laughs> Good gracious. Poor Cooper. It's like we press record and the walls fall down. Poor Cooper. <laughs> so, he's God. my buddy. He's, man, he's so, I mean, he, is, he has slipped and fallen four times to go in the kitchen today. He's Since getting, I've been home. He's getting old. No, he's not. He's three. <laughs> he's not even three yet. Um, he's the biggest three-year-old you ever seen, too. <laughs> oh, Fatty McFatterson. Um, so there's that. So 15 minutes, we've, we've kind of gone over, you know, the next upcoming events coming up um, and then that. So I do hope you prayerfully think about it um, and you humbly – go to God asking you for the next step. And if this is where it leads you, we definitely, we, we, we can't wait. Um, so there's that. All right. So we're going to start in chapter seven. We we're in chapter seven. We're almost halfway there. Yeah. And maybe in three months we'll do the next episode. Hey, fair warning. I got to clear my throat. Well, I'm glad you did it there. I'm still a little crusty and snotty. Well, me too. But you know, all my kids, Decided they want to bring home the flu. Man, I came back from vacation and got sick. <laughs> that's, that's what you get. That's what I get. Yeah. All right. So, um, being a beach rat. I, I really wasn't out there that much. Now, Easton, though, he was a boogie board machine. I saw some videos. Man. I heard the laughter. Dude. I was just, I was disappointed. And, you know, I figured Jennifer would have had some good stuff on there, like him eating it. I wanted to. Oh, he did one good I, time. I, I wanted to see him eat it. Yeah, I would have tried to probably teach him how to skin board, but I'd had a feeling that my back when my hip would go out and it'd be rough. Because, um, because no joke, the first morning, and if you follow the Facebook page, you saw the post, you saw the picture. Um, you know, I went on a morning walk. It was great. I put on, you know, on Spotify, they have a Psalms channel that all the, the Psalms are in songs. And they're all really cool, really peaceful. And it was dark, man. I had my phone flashlight out and I walked two and a half, three miles down to the point of the fort. And I turned around and was just getting enough daylight, so I cut the light off. And, man, about halfway back, wind started blowing in rain from a storm in the ocean. So I jogged a little bit, walked, jogged a little bit. And Jennifer said from about a quarter mile away, Easton spotted me. And she goes, no, that's not your daddy. He ain't walking the same. Like a beat dog, like a beat dog. <laughs> I was beat. I, I mean, my my quads were hurting. Everything was hurting. Um, so, so um, it was bad. Do you need to? Yeah, I got to take this one. Well, go on to it. So, um, but um, 
so Luke Luke stepped away just for a second, but it, it was a lot of fun though. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through chapter seven. We're gonna make um, we're gonna make the uh, we're gonna make the we're gonna make the chain. We're gonna make the opportunity to try to go through chapter three or no no I'm sorry one through three on verses and we'll see how far we get. Hopefully we can get a little further. Hopefully we can push through. Um, but we'll um. We'll take an opportunity to do that and go through there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray us in, and then uh, we can get started. So let's go to Lord in prayer. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the blessings that you've given us, the opportunities you've given us to glorify your kingdom. I thank you for the opportunity to, um, for the new ideas, for the new uh, opportunities for those who listen, for those who want to get involved. Uh, I encourage those who are thinking about it to not waver to not uh to not have any fear have any anxiety about it but just if they feel that this is where you're leading them then just i I feel that they just jump right in god i pray for our podcast tonight i pray for the upcoming events that we've got coming up and we're just excited and just keep us safe as we go there and just help us glorify you in every way and we pray that your word speaks to us and your word speaks through us and to those listening and it's in your name i pray amen all right so um, sorry about that. Luke had a phone call. Everything okay? Oh yeah, it's you know just kids being kids. Well, we don't want to eat. Uh, eat a sandwich. All right, here we go. So we're gonna go chapter seven, verses one through. You want to try to do one through six? Sure. You sure? Because it's all tied together. All right. So here we go. Chapter seven, verses one through six. It says, "Or do you not know, brothers? For I am speaking to those who know the law." that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives. For a married woman is bound by the law to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she would be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. And if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Verse 4, Likewise, my brothers, you have also... Have you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. You know, the first thing, <clears throat> the first thing I see is is the those that are committed to the world and to God are living like an adulteress. It's almost the first thing that came to mind reading that. And if you think about it, um, if you think about the bad connotation, the bad mindset, and the bad thought process that goes towards an adulteress, that's what we look like. That's what we walk with. You know, what they do, um, what they do back in like the, the 16, 1700s or the 1500s, the, the, the A, remember the scarlet oh, yeah. letter, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, you walk around and you have that shame built on your chest because you live in both worlds. And it's sad because there's not a commitment to one or the other. <laughs> I mean, you're just wishy-washy. You're that lukewarm that it mm-hmm. talks about. And, you know, <clears throat> when we do, live you know when we do die 
and and died to the law through the body of Christ, there's that fruit that we bear, the fruit that's seen. And I think that when we're living in both, when we're living as that adulterer or that adulteress, that fruit is seen as not ripe. Something's wrong. Maybe the front half looks good, looks beautiful, but you turn it around and it's a rotten piece and there's a worm coming through it. It looks like that. Um, let me ask you this. Would you eat a piece of fruit that was half good and half rotten? No. Because guess what? It's ultimately rotten to the core, right? Right. So that's the way I, that, that, I mean, that's, that's the visual I see when reading that. I, I, I kind of, I got a different take on it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, my, my view on it came from an aspect of life springs forth from death. You know, when an animal dies out in the wilderness, sure, the other animals come up and, you know, they eat and consume but what's left behind, it fertilizes it. It fertilizes the ground. And whatever plants, whatever seeds were there, man, they come up and grow like crazy. Um, there's even a program to where when a person dies, they can take their body and use it basically to feed a tree. They plant a tree and use your body as nourishment. So the death to sin that death is a rotten, rancid death that nothing grows forth from. But when we die to the law by accepting Christ, and that's what people don't realize, is that when Jesus died, when he said, it is finished, he was not talking about his life. He was talking about the law had come to fruition. Because then the next thing it said, and the veil in the temple was seven and twain, torn yeah. in two. That, that veil between that existed between man and his access to the Almighty was cut in half, and we suddenly had access to God through death, through, through Christ enriching, life-giving death, because without, his, without Christ's death, we would have no life. Yeah. So, you know, the, I think that the word death gets, and I'm probably going to catch some blowback from this, but it gets a bad rap. I mean, even when somebody close to us dies, it hurts. It hurts bad. But there's life in that because if you didn't care for that person, you wouldn't hurt. If you didn't truly love that person, you wouldn't mourn. You wouldn't weep. You wouldn't grieve. And there's life in that. And the life is that you truly love someone. You truly did have a fruitful, meaningful relationship with someone. So when Jesus died for us, when, when, when he fulfilled the law, he did that because he loved us. Yeah. And the only thing that he expects in return is our love for him. Well, you know, you, you look at, um, you know, if, we, if we're living by the worldly law, and talking about the bearing fruit and, and the, the, the fruit for death, <clears throat> how many times does that fruit for death lead past the, your life and lead into your children's life and lead into your grandchildren's life? Oh, that's what's known as a generational <clears throat> sin. And absolutely. So, <clears throat> you know, 
and a lot of people don't realize, you know, they sit there and say, well, I'm just, I'm just cursed. I'm just, I'm this, I'm just a bearer of bad luck. No, you're, you're, you're a subject to generational curse and you have the opportunity to break it. You have the absolute opportunity the to break it. The instant you mm. realize that you are under generational curse, it becomes your responsibility to break yeah, it. So it is no longer anyone else's fault. So, you know, the goal is, is to take yourself clean, completely accept, you know, accept the mercy and grace that, that Christ has given you through salvation on the cross and you are cleaned. <clears throat> that generational curse is washed almost like Clorox. If you, if you just completely, you know, antiseptic. Okay, I got one for you since we're talking about generational curses. And I heard this about someone who was very close to me my entire life. Oh, that's just the way he is. That's just that's just the way he is. I don't ever want somebody to say that about me in a negative in a negative context. Yeah, to just because just the way he is mean that's just the way he chose to live. Right, his he, life. he's choosing to live like a Absolutely. jerk. He's choosing to live. And, and, like, the, and then the key word is there that verb chose. Chose, chose. It's an it's that an action. action. Yeah, it's an action. Um, you can choose to another good one. Somebody made me mad. <laughs> made. 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 No, you chose to get mad. You chose to get mad. And my pastor, former pastor, I've talked about him a lot, Larry Summerall, pointed those things out to me the same day when I made the mistake of saying, I'm having a bad day. It's just a bad day. And he told me with a big old smile on his face, he said, son, it's not a bad day. God ain't never made nothing well, bad. And, and the point is, is the cognitive response. And, and a lot of psychiatrists use that the cognitive response the response of you intaking the information intaking the situation and how you respond to mm -hmm. it whether if you have control over it you don't have control over it there's something i can do there's something i can do all these different aspects the cognitive response from being under the law of death and the law of christ are two different cognitive responses oh yeah well, and if you're truly saved and truly salvation the the, the cognitive response under the law of Christ, is always going to be on a brighter note than the other. Choosing death is the easier way to go. Absolutely, it's hands down easier. You can way blame to go. others with it, that. Oh yeah, it, and it's and there's no responsibility in it. Yeah, yeah. There's no accountability in it, and you know it's we talk about accountability so much on here, and I've had to mention it to several people here in the last few days. There's nothing. Hear me. Hear me. Nothing pleasant about being held accountable. Nothing. No, it's a toe it's crushing, a, oh, finger a, finger breaking. It's a gut punch. And now there again, do you choose to go with it from a Christian aspect and let it grow you? Or do you choose to go with it from the worldly aspect and let it tick you off and put make you well, I just don't like ma that person. Make you cynical and calloused. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, act like a two-year-old. Um, but here's the thing. You have, I cannot look back on any time in my life when I've made stupid, poor decisions or when I've been held accountable that God didn't give me a clear path to choose on his behalf. Yeah. And then it's, a, and then it was up to me when I said, you know what? I think I'm, I'm going to think I'm going to stay on this rocky road, this dead end road that's going to lead to me being mired down in something. That's where I think I'm going to, that's where I think I'm going to hang out. Um, and every person under the sound of my voice, you have 
the exact same opportunity to take God's road out. And I'm not saying that's the pleasant road. Seldom, no. it, seldom it is. It's the more difficult road. It's the longer road. But in the end, it's the more fruitful road. You know, in in the parable of the sower, what, what seed do you want to be? Yeah. you want to be on the rocky ground? Do you want to be... Between the thorns? Do you want to be yeah. on the thorns and the thistles? Or do you want to be in good soil and allow people to come around you and nurture you, hold you accountable? Do you want them to help you grow, water you, pour into you, and ultimately to have you produce not just low-hanging fruit, because there's more to life than holding well, the door but, for somebody, but, also, but good fruit. Also, I saw this the other day, and I really liked it. Actually, I was like, I was scrolling through, and man, I, I saw it, and I, like there was a video... Um, but you look at the accountability partners What and people's like, Oh, accountability partners. They're just going to hold my feet to the fire. They're just going to just, it's just going to be a bash day. Yeah. It may be until, until you're completely and ready and needing that true accountability partners. And then those accountability partners are the same as the ones that tore the roof off the house to lower their friend down to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. The same thing that we saw when we took your dad into the baptism pool. It's that right there. Those accountability partners are willing to carry you and forge you and, and take you through the fire. It's the same thing as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm-hmm. Not one of them faltered because they knew the rest of them was going to stand firm. That's right. And, and, and Daniel's the same. But you look at these... And Moses and Aaron are good. I mean, there was a lot, there was some falter in the back end, but during the going to the Pharaoh, yeah. But you look at accountability partners, if you look at that, hey, this right here is not only good for me, it's good for them. It's reciprocatory. Is that a word? If you mispronunciated it, it's not. I mispronunciated a word. That was ironical, that kind of stuff. So, um, but. Stop looking at accountability partners in a negative light and intentionality with others in a negative light. Look at it as in a beneficial light. See, the world's full of, full of negativity. Everything we do is negative. You know, it's, 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 it's 10 minutes in traffic. It's five minutes extra at McDonald's. It's, it's, um, it's the pastor didn't say what I wanted them to say. The Sunday school class didn't go the way I wanted it to. I didn't get voted on by this. I didn't get the raise here. It's all these different negative things. Boom, boom, boom. In succession, my kid threw up at school. My kid didn't make the starting baseball team. And it's all this, just this intentionality and everything is all negative. But when we have those that can positively reinforce us, in every way possible. That's exact. We're talking. We're, that's exactly the program that we're doing with the Paul and Timothy effect. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what we want to. Luke and I were talking about this before. It's and we talked. We were talking with one of the guys, and we said it's not just for you. It's for us also. Mm-hmm. We are not. There, there's no pedestal here. There's no. There's no hierarchy. Mm-hmm. We're on the same plane, and we're going to ride this train together through 2024. That's right. Because we're going to need it. Yep. You're going to need it. And whether if you're surrounded by three guys or 300 guys, for the love of all that you are, just surround yourself with the right guys. I would rather be surrounded by three of the right guys than 300 guys that are just not going to show up. Well, you know, Jesus surrounded himself with 12 of the right guys. A bunch of them barreled out. I mean, a bunch of them barreled out after what? Uh, when was it? When did they barrel out? 
uh, right after the sermon, wasn't it? Yeah. But then the ones that stayed. Yeah. The, the ones that stayed changed the world. Absolutely. Uh, they're changing the world still today, you know, through their teachings, through their writings, through their through their accounts of Christ's life. Um, you know, Paul, there's massive accountability in Paul's writings. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the verses that we've already studied here just a while back, uh, what shall we say then? Shall we continue on sinning Absolutely that grace may not. abound? By no means. By no means. That's all, That's accountability. That's a, that's accountability. That's the account of, kind of accountability that we need to avoid death. We need to remind ourselves. We need to be reminded, and we need to remind others that yes, grace is available. Grace is abundant. But do we continue wading through? I mean, if if you walk through the same swamp every day, and you get bit by a cottonmouth every day, eventually you got to change your path. I mean, you have to. I saw one of the most ridiculous posts on Facebook today <laughs> that I think I have ever seen, and you'll be proud of me. I just, I kept, I shook my head and kept scrolling. Man, but, look but at you! There was this person that was talking about how they, they were Christian, but this, and they were Christian, but that, and they were Christian, but that, and how they hated when you know they knew that other people acted a certain way, but. They had sin in their lives too. And then at the end of it said, that's what grace is for. Yeah. Man, that is such a skewed view of it. I mean, yes, we've all fallen short of the of the grace and glory of God. And yes, we all sin, but there is a tremendous difference in sinning and perpetual intentional. <laughs> Habitual sin. sinning. Yeah. Yes. Um Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you know, there's a lot of accountability, you know, in not being wishy-washy. I saw, I saw a post the other – I can't, I have not figured out Instagram for nothing. That's the most difficult app to figure it out. And I'm probably – y'all are probably laughing, the ones on, on the uh, – I'm banned, so. I mean, well. So – and it showed Jesus at the Last Supper, and he's by himself. And it showed each disciple had a different excuse on why he wasn't there. And – you know, I, I found it funny because you hear that excuse on why I didn't go to church or why I didn't go to men's group or why I didn't do this or didn't do that. You know, accountability to grow in God with others is important. Going to groups and being with other believers and other people that want to grow with the fire to want to grow, it's different than going to, you know, the movies. Oh, well, they're a Christian couple. We went to the movies with a Christian couple. But did you talk about Jesus? Oh, they're a Christian couple. We went to the lake with a Christian couple. Did you talk about Jesus? Or did you have some daiquiris? You know, these different things that we go to, these different things that we, that we avoid group settings to talk about Jesus is only hindering us. Oh yeah. You know, it we sit we sit in a men's group on Sunday night and it varies. What does it vary to 6 to 10? Yeah. And yet we go to a church that has 200 men. Yeah. And easy. It well well I get it. There's some things. But when the excuses 
overwhelm the ones going. You know, when you sit there and you look at, you know, the participation in this one group or the participation in all groups, and you see how many just show up on a Sunday, and you can tell. Guys, if you show up and you know you're just showing up, trust me, it's not hard to see who's just showing up. Yeah, we know too. Yeah. The ones that have a have-to mentality over a get-to mentality. Those are they stand out. You know, I'm not tooting my horn, but I drove four hours last week and got home and I said, I told my wife, and I thought she was going to say no. I thought she was going to tell me no, but um, I said, I'm going to go to malls. You know, it's when we're on vacation. Oh, well, I'm on vacation. I needed a break. God understands. Yeah, what if God did that to you? Why You can't find a church where you're at? You can't go be a visitor one time? Well, I just don't like shaking hands and meeting people. Then you got an even worse problem. That's choosing death. A worse problem. It's choosing death. Um, you know, it's it, it, it comes to the fact, um, it, I don't know, I'm trying, I'm trying to put it in the nicest terms possible. Well, let's just put it this way. How cowardly do you have to be? How, how absolutely cowardly do you have to be that you can't step up, that you can't do what you are supposed to do, not what you get to do, what you're supposed to do. As a believer, you're supposed to step up and stand out, yet you blend in worse than anybody else. Well, how about this one? You know, a lot of us are dads in here. How many, how many times have we do, div, div, divvied out punishment because our kid didn't do what he was supposed to do? What kind of hypocrite does that make you? What kind of hypocrite does that make me? If I don't do, if you don't do, if we don't do what we're supposed to do, do you not think God's going to punish us? He's not going to send us to hell. But you don't think that God's going to, he's going to raise an eyebrow and say, hmm. But, you know, I just, I sit and and I think, you know, I ponder a lot. I really do. I ponder a lot on you know, and it's not thinking about anybody in a negative light, but I think about some of these men that I see walk by me on Sundays, even walk by me on my every day and go, do they open their Bible? Is there prayer in their life? Is there those instituted things in their day that take them closer to God? Do they act this way for a reason? Do they act this way just to show something to the public? And I did that with air quotes to show whatever, you know, showing, you know, I'm, I can be like this in front of everybody. And then I'm somebody different behind closed doors. You know, I think, and it's not me judging anybody. I just think, man, you know, are we, are we showing exactly what we live? Are we being a adulterer to Jesus are we living both sides of the of the of the of the aisle? Are we living in dark and light? Or are we truly living the gospel life and bearing the fruit of a gospel life? Bearing the fruit of the law of Christ. Well, let's just be real. You can't do both. You know, because it, it's talked about in the scripture that, you know, people who who dabble in darkness have they have no light in them. Because light and darkness can't exist in the same place. 
the darkness runs from the light. When you choose when you choose life, death flees from you. When you when you set free, when you are set free from the slavery of sin and death, you become a bondservant to Christ. You become a you become a bondservant to cho- to the choice of life. Spiritual life. Um a life made worth living by the sacrifice of Christ. <coughs> you have to choose that. It's it's not it's not accidental. It's not haphazard. Um, and and Paul makes it very clear that the only way out of that is through 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 you know fleshly death, bodily death, and then we're released into into the life of of glory with, with the Father. Well, when we look at when we look at verse 6, but now we are released from the law, having died to that which has held us captive. Let's, let's, just, let's visualize that. Something that's held us captive. Sin holds us captive, right? We're held in bondage. We're held in this, this, this grip of the enemy, and we're being released of that. Chains are broken. Uh, what's that... Um, What's that? Um, what's that song? Uh, set me, set me free by Casting Crowns. Is it? I don't know. So you know, people do the video and the chains break and all that. So, but the next words, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit. Serve. We were talking earlier, weren't we? Action. That's an action. That that is that is action that we must take. We must serve. Not lackluster, not not lackadaisical. Serve with everything we got. Like there's something that there's that there's like, you know, there's fire on us. We should serve like it's meant for something, like it means something, like it means something eternal. And yet we don't. We serve like it's eh, maybe we'll get there, we'll get there. What are we doing? We're we're treating it as it's like a, I don't know, a deadline at work. Well, it's the expectancy and the complacency that grace is available. Yeah. Again, you know, I I, I think that grace and mercy are a double edged sword. For they're they're, abu- they're, they're abused. Yes, there yeah. are people who tap into that as needed, as it's supposed to be used, and then you got people who just. It's like, you know, we just had Halloween and you got the trick-or-treaters and some people left big bowls of candy out and you get kids that come up responsibly and they'll get one or two. And then you get them little kids that come in there and just crane machine it. They got got videos of adults doing that. Well, it's the exact same thing. We do, if you will do that over a bowl of candy, there's no way that you won't do that with grace and mercy. Yeah. There's no way. Well, I think it's a true statement that, hey, I mean, there's probably 60% of those sitting in pews on Sunday morning is probably going to burn. Maybe a little bit more than that. And that ought to scare everybody. I mean, yeah. That should be that should be a – and this – we're not fear-mongering. We're not, we're not propagandering, propagandering fear right now. But what it's stating here, the release from the law means you're released from that bondage and you're to serve the God that let 
put his son on a cross and took every sin, bared every sin upon himself in a nasty, horrible way upon a cross and died for you was the perfect spotless lamb for you. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it's possible that some people are so, since we're doing this in like a bondage and prisoner uh, view of it, do you think that people are so institutionalized by a sinful lifestyle that they they almost can't resist but going back in it? It's like somebody... Like it's a free meal? Well, no, it's like people who go, you, you can read about it, people who go to prison at a young age, at, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, and then spend the next 50 years in an institution. You know, they're structured to that lifestyle. Yeah. You spend all this time, dove off into sin, and then all of a sudden you have a, you have a God encounter and you find salvation. But you're so immersed in that sinful lifestyle that you... You swerve back into it. You don't dabble. You don't. You just dive into it, but you swerve back into it, and it's because people are creatures or habit. We're, 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 I met a guy one time who had just got out of prison. I'm not going to call his name, but he was. He. I was a teenager, and it always, it, it always struck me odd up until here recently of why he was the way he was. He would go. He would come and witness to my grandfather, who was. My grandfather, let's just say that 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 I, he just needs uh, I mean, it's just, <laughs> I, I, that's a sermon in itself. But this guy would come and try to witness to my grandfather after he got out of prison, and he'd cuss like a sailor while reading his Bible. And he only did it. The thing about it was, was the more excited that he got, yeah, the more he did it. Yeah. When he was just chit-chatting, it wasn't there. It wasn't. But that was the lifestyle he knew for 40 years. Yeah. You know, the more excited you get, the more on autopilot that you go. Now, I'm not saying that as a crutch or an excuse for anyone. But, you know, as Pastor Derek said, every once in a while we got to cut ourselves some slack. So I think that if if you're one of those guys, if you're one of those people that – you and, and you realize that that's what it is. That's what you need to be starting to try to cut loose. Yeah. Because I promise you, when you start asking God to take things away from you and to give you a, a clean mouth and a clean tongue, he's not going to just say, abracadabra, there it is. No, you're going to get opportunities to do it. Yeah, he's not going to have a dream of genie, cross yeah. the arms and do yeah, it. You're, you're going to get opportunities to do it, and those opportunities will come on the regular. And you're going to have them days where, man, you just look in the mirror at the end of the day and you go, wow, yeah. I tanked it today. Yep. Man, I tanked it. Yeah, absolutely. But it's there again, it's the intentionality of it. It's the purposefulness of it. Um, if, if, if you're one of those people who's cheating on your spouse, you can't ask for forgiveness with the scent of your lover still on your lips knowing that you're going to go back tomorrow night and do the same thing. Yeah. God's not going to hear that. That that grace and mercy ain't coming, man. It's just not. Your prayers ain't going to reach the ceiling because God already knows your intentions. Yeah. He knows that you intend on doing the same thing tomorrow. Yeah. And so as we close out, you know, these are the things that are, 
these are the things that are dire and important to knowing, you know, where you stand and how you stand and, and the status of your stance. You know, if you're still in that bondage, you know, you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to 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 ask God to break those chains, release you from this, let you die to that law of death, and let you be reborn, renewed in the law of Christ so that you can serve in the new way of the Spirit and be done with the old life. <clears throat> and, 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 and it's easy. It, it's so easy. Um, in Romans... A little further, you know, and a little further down in chapter 10, it said, it says, if in verse 9 of chapter 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And then verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. It's a belief and a confession. It's a belief and a confession. And if you're a, somebody that's sitting there and you feel like you're living this adulterer or adulterous lifestyle of living in both sides where you're, you know, you say you're saved, but you're, you're, you're just distancing yourself uh, and you're finding yourselves making the same mistakes, this is a time to ask God to show you, to help you, to... Um, sharpen you to renew you in what your salvation is to what you died from. And this is the chance to start the start sanctification all over. It's not sanctification. If you keep taking forward steps and backward steps, Sanctification is a progress. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is a progress. Be justified, then start sancti- being sanctified. And guys, it it takes it just it takes just a prayer. It takes talking to God. It takes confessing to God, repenting, and it takes not being afraid to call Him Lord and say, God, I accept you with everything, every bit of my flaws. I accept you. I want you to clean me. I want you to renew me. I want you to make me and create me to serve in a new way to serve in the way of the spirit. It's work. It's work. So guys, we're going to pray and then we'll finish out. And, uh, we definitely appreciate y'all listening. We definitely are sorry about the break, but, uh, it was a much needed break. It was kind of, uh, invigorating and refreshing. This went by a lot quicker. I screwed up on the front end, but we got better. So it happens. Let's pray. God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the, uh, the podcast, the discussion, the opportunities that we could uh, just glorify you in, 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 in this way on this platform. And God, we pray for those thinking about this, uh, this program, this opportunity that uh, you have instilled in Luke and myself. Um, and we just pray for those that are dealing with separation from you. <clears throat> we pray that they pray, you know, the repentance, the, 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 that, that they confess and that they close that gap between you and come close to you. For those that don't know you, God, we pray that those will hit their knees and they will ask for you to be their Lord and Savior, that they will ask for you to, to let them die to their old ways and live in a new spirit and, and be reborn in a new light and then start this process of sanctification. God, we pray that those that do 
make this prayer tonight to to for salvation, that they would reach out and they would find themselves an accountability partner, that every one of our listeners would have accountability partners and would be intentional in making those accountability partners hold them to the highest standard, <clears throat> to your standard. And God, we're thankful for all our listeners. We pray that um, we pray that this has touched them somehow. We pray that uh, they continue to grow into you and grow into your word and grow in their walk to with you. God, thank you so much for tonight, and thank you for this ministry. In your name I pray, amen. So as we finish out, um, once again, we are still Thrive, the Thrive ministry. Uh, we still want to help your men's ministry um, develop. We want to promote. We want to encourage you. Um, if you are looking for a, for a speaker to come and talk to your men, maybe you're thinking about having an event, you're more than welcome to reach out, Andy at thethriveministry.com or Luke at thethriveministry.com. We'd love to set something up, sit down with you, uh, come up with a plan. Um, or if you just want to reach out and you just want somebody to pray and promote and encourage, we can definitely do that too. Um, but we're available most all the time. Uh, I don't think there's a time where our phones are off except at night when we're asleep. I don't even turn mine off then. Well, mine stays over there, but, um, but guys, we do hope that if you're thinking about the, the Paul and Timothy effect, which is our program, um, if you got questions on it, email us, text us. If you got our numbers, um, and we'd love to have you. We really would. Um, Oh, one more thing, big news. So, uh, what's today? Today's the what? Third. Third? Okay. So, uh, in a couple episodes coming up, uh, we do have an interview coming up. Um, as of right now, it is set in there, so be ready. Uh, we have got Mr. Phil Waldrop going to be on the podcast. If you don't know who Phil Waldrop is, he is the mastermind. He is the, the, uh, uh, he is the ministry that runs uh, – the um, Gridiron Men's Conference, and also um, uh, the Women of Joy Conference, and also he runs Phil Waldrop Ministries. So uh, we are super excited about that. You talk about one of the big dogs of men's ministry and running a, a men's conference that has pretty been a pretty big staple. Um, last year they were massive. Last year they had a big group. Um, I think they had Burgess and Tebow and a bunch of people. So, um, David Jeremiah, David Jeremiah. So, um, really cool, really blessed that, um, that we're going to get a chance to talk to him and just talk about men's ministries and talk about what's coming up, uh, in their world and just super excited about that. Uh, and then, um, some point at the first of the year, we are going to be talking to Mr. Lance Ingram. Uh, with um, he's written the Warrior Bible Study, and he's been with Highlands for a long time. But uh, his claim to fame, I guess, would be outside of the ministry stuff. Uh, would be he is Doctor Lou on the Rick and Bubba show. So pretty excited about that. He's going to be in January, February, sometime in there. He's just strung out busy right now. It's crazy. So, well, I would personally like to uh, congratulate our very good friend. Mr. Nicholas Ducardi, the lawnmower man. You know, did you hear that they're expanding their family again? They are, and I haven't I haven't completed his new soundbite yet. Family expansion, man. I, I, I thought he just cut grass. You know, it's funny. You know, I'm I'm kind of mad at him because now everybody that 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 deals with him, all he does, he is. I have been killed. 
because of the one episode that I didn't didn't present the gospel. gospel. Now it's like, oh, well, should I listen to your podcast? Because you don't (laughs) present the gospel. I'm like, come on. So we do (laughs) appreciate you, Nick. You you build a thousand bridges to perfection. Yeah, you do. You do all this stuff. And And drop the gospel once. And when you die, you're not a bridge builder. You're that that guy that didn't present the gospel. That's him mowing over the weeds of my heart. That's right. (laughs) He's mowing down the roses. But no, we are... uh, we, we are excited. Congratulations, Nick. And uh, if you're listening to this, stop telling people we don't present the gospel. No, you're right. It's not we, it's Andy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but guys, as we finish up, we appreciate y'all listening. Hey, if you're a new listener, go back and check out some episodes. Check out... Um, you know, the past previous episodes. We're 50, 60-something deep. We got a lot of time um, you can waste. We got a lot of time you can waste. But um, also go check out our buddies at, you know, uh, the Caleb's Podcast. Go check them out. They're doing a great job over there. Pretty excited about what Caleb and Caleb are doing. Ah, they may be, but that's okay. Scalpers. That'll be okay. Well, guys, I hope you all have a great night. I hope you all... uh, you know, stay out of trouble. You enjoy the weekend because it is it is the weekend. I don't know what just happened there. That was hallelujah. It, it is the weekend. And I'm going to send Luke home because I'm tired of looking at him. Nice. Thrive on.